Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. And good morning, I'm Heather Carroll. And Dr. Chris Bergwald. And thank you for joining us this morning, and it's a beautiful morning. We're broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, from the Mustard Seed. Yes, we are. First time for me yeah. to broadcast from the Mustard Seed. It is not. Yes, it is. I don't know if I believe about that. It's true. All right. Well, before we get too far into our show, Dr. Bergwald, would you start us off with a prayer? I would be happy to. And before we begin, um, just want to explain what we're going to be doing. I'm going to start with the communion antiphon from Mass today, which uh, many of our listeners will recognize from Psalm 42, and then going to do the collect or opening prayer from um, this morning's, from today's Mass as well. So begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for God, the living God. Let us pray. O God, by whom we are redeemed and receive adoption, look graciously upon your beloved sons and daughters, that those who believe in Christ may receive true freedom and an everlasting inheritance. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. There we go. That was a great one, Dr. Berg. I love that uh, communion antiphon, uh, the deer, like the deer that yearns for running streams. So my soul, so my soul lo- yearns for you, my God. I love that. That is great. It's true. It's true. It is true. Well, Dr. Bergwald, how are you? I'm doing well. Good. Yep, falls uh, in the swing of things. This is the, well, my favorite month of the year. Why? it's my birthday month. Oh, figures. <laughs> but Should've it's not known. yet. Should've known. Yep. Should've known. No, but, uh, back into the routine after summer, swing of things, kids mm-hmm. in school. Back, I, I like routine. Um, I'm that kind of personality. So I love summer and vacation and everything, but it's nice when the schedule is back to normal. I, I like it too. Yeah. And do you? Like well, my daughter is, you know, <clears throat> full speed ahead into the Lincoln marching band. And that takes gobs and gobs of yeah, time. Marching band's busy. It is very busy and it's always something, but she loves it. And I'm just grateful she's into something. <laughs> yes, man. So let's head on over to Fargo. Eli's our producer this morning. Eli. I Eli. thought you forgot about me. No we, no, we we had to start with prayer, Eli, before we get to you. Oh, okay. I, I guess that's God fine. and then Eli. That's the order. <laughs> I, I suppose I can't argue with that one too much. <laughs> so, Eli, tell us what we got going on this morning. Sure. Here's a little bit of what's coming up on this morning's show. She left a big hole in the hearts of her family, but her love for helping kids in need lives on today in a powerful way. Troy Jones will share the beautiful story of how his daughter continues to inspire his family and other children as they seek healing from the unresolved grief during this inspired segment. The pro-life movement is gaining a ton of momentum in South Dakota. Dale Barcher, South Dakota Right to Life Executive Director, will talk about some important victories in the 2019 legislative session 
and how his state is one of the most pro-life states in the nation. He'll also preview their upcoming Right to Life state convention. And the Bismarck Mandan Symphony Orchestra is back in action. Hear about the exciting lineup of this year's shows as we visit with music director Dr. Beverly Everett and a special ticket giveaway. All that and a whole lot more coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Thanks, Eli. Thanks, Eli. You're welcome. Special ticket giveaway. I love giveaways. Talk to you in an hour. <laughs> oh, you'll hear me all throughout. Oh, that's just right. you'll be the only one that can. We're the only. He's, he's the There's voice voices in, our in my head. I know. And that's the thing listeners don't realize is Eli barks at us throughout the right. entire it's, show. It's so it's, hard to concentrate he's so rude. when he's yelling at us like that. Hurry up! No, I'm kidding, folks. Okay, so I'm excited because our first guest is live with us here. Yes, and it's always exciting to have a guest live inspired. and it's sharing your journey it's inspired it's inspired inspiring so we're excited to have today troy jones joining us on the show good morning troy good morning hey troy how are you i'm great i'm good 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 and that that was an honest answer yeah, and that's an honest answer okay <laughs> <laughs> we'll explain that as we get into the we'll segment get it, folks. yeah we'll explain that a little bit more but Troy Jones, you are a very active Catholic within our Sioux Falls Diocese. You're, you've been on many boards of directors. You, um, you kind of dabble in a lot of different things within our Catholic community. But one of the most important ones that I think you might find most important might be Camp Sydney. And we're going to get to that in just a little bit. But first, let the listeners know a little bit about who you are. Well, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a son, a brother, a cousin, friend. Uh, Fred, I, I don't know what the last one. Yeah, well, I, I, I have a few friends. <laughs> uh, that slime will come down your back at mass. Oh, shoot. Yeah, he's going to sit behind you. Uh, I, I, I'm a businessman. Uh, I'm a member of St. Lambert Parish here in Sioux Falls. I was baptized and confirmed at Sacred Heart in Gettysburg. I was married at St. Peter and Paul in Pierre. Uh, and then relevant to this, I, as as uh, Heather mentioned, I was the pa- I am the past president of Catholic Family Services, mm-hmm. which kind of got me involved in this process. Yep. Very exciting. So, we have a special segment where we spend more time with one of our interviewers, interviewees, because they have a really inspirational story to share with us. And when I saw that your name was on the list, I was very excited because I want the listeners to hear your story. So you experienced a tragic loss and it's been 10 years. It's actually been 3,505 days um, since Sydney died. Uh, She was a senior at Creighton University getting ready to... um, you know go take the next step in her life and uh she calls me and was talking about something that she was going that was she's your daughter she's my daughter Mm -hmm. she's my 20 she was my 21 year old daughter she calls me we have a short little conversation shortly thereafter we get a call that she'd fallen and uh she suffered a pulmonary embolism which is a clot had moved uh, from her leg through her heart and got stuck between her heart and her lungs and so she's deprived of oxygen and um, so she was uh, in the hospital for three days before she died so um, uh, that is our story you know with she has you know two sisters and a brother and nieces and nephews and and a mother and cousins and so um, the loss of Sydney, who was, you know, a bubbling personality, um, really affected everybody. Uh, but it really doesn't matter when anybody loses somebody. It doesn't matter about what type of personality they are. They filled a role in the family. Yeah. And we lost that role. 
Right. And so that's been something that for almost 10 years, um, my family has um, walked to figure out how to live in that reality. So you're you're experiencing this profound and tragic, unexpected loss. Unexpected. That first week, what 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 was it like for you? It was, it was a total shock. I mean, in a way, that was by far has been part of the easiest part of the the journey, despite the fact it was filled with tears. Um, in that, um, uh, it was a situation where we're shocked we've lost her and um so we all came together my parish uh and friends and family was support was was very very good in uh supporting us during that time the 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 wake was filled the church was filled people were at our house sydney's friends from creighton came up um, and we're at, at the funeral, stuck around at the house for days. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so f- at first it was just a whole lot of support as you've tried to figure out, you know, what you're going to do and you had no idea what was coming. And, uh, you know, we had some harbingers, you know, uh, before the funeral, you know, Father Mason says, just so you know, this will be the hardest thing you ever do. And, for your marriage to survive it's more likely that you'll not survive than any named a number of tragedies which you would think would cause marriages to break up mm-hmm. would are are less likely and so we kind of got told we got a long haul to go i try to remember we were talking about this um before we went on the air um a few months so try and i are at the same parish um in eastern sioux falls uh several months after sydney died i saw you uh donuts after mass um one sunday in the gym and i don't remember what i actually said to you but what i didn't say to you is how are you doing and and talk talk a little bit more about what you what we were talking about before we went on the air well a lot of people will come up and they they want to empathize with us or they want to show sympathy and so they say how are we doing am i how are we doing? Well, not very good. Right. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. barely holding the, the keeping the lights on and holding the wheels on the on the bus and and everything feels like it's falling apart. But nobody wants that answer. I mean, they don't have a 10 minute they don't have 10 minutes. They but it's hurtful when we have to lie. You say how are we doing and I say fine. And that's hurtful because you're my friend. I would like to tell you the truth. And I just didn't tell you the truth. And so I'm hurt because I didn't have that opportunity. And it's sometimes hurtful because I'm not sure you really wanted the answer. Right. And and so what's always better is to say something which gives an indication you know that we're in a hard time. Right. And And, and, and so it's a statement of sympathy or empathy, depending upon whether you empathy means you understand and have experienced it sympathy just means you know this is really hard that is that lifts you up um during those hard times um because there's a connection it's it's real and it's real honest and of course you probably said sydney's name so that's always something i love to hear right right Mm. so fast forward now almost 10 years where we are today and it's it's evident i'm I'm guessing the listeners can tell but it's still i mean it's Mm -hmm. still emotional for you um and 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 we also talked before we went on the air about um grief and how you're grateful for your grief yeah that uh um what this we didn't talk about so i hope it's not one of the things that that you hear lots of different analogies on how to understand what a parent, because parent grief for the loss of a child is different than sibling, mm-hmm. losing a sibling, 
the day Sydney was born, God put a place in my heart for her. And so the thing is, she's gone from that place. That that place never shrinks. That hole never shrinks. And so the thing is that what she, what grief is is to learn how to live with it. Now there's a number of ways you can live with it. The first way is when somebody will say something about you need to heal, you need to move on. That means think what healing means is that the injury or the hole's not right is gone. Well that that's not true. Um, and so the reality is that we want to remember how much we love her and miss her because that's the reality. So grief is the process of learning how to live with missing her and loving her, which to this day, I don't miss her one one bit less and maybe more than the day she died. And, and I love her the same amount, right? So... That. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it, it, so that's. I, I love what you just said about how um, the process of learning how to, to deal with to cope with grief, whatever. It's, it's not about healing. Mm-hmm. That. It's not about because healing. In a, you don't want that. To you don't go want away. to be healed. Yeah, because because a healed means you put a scab over it, or you right. put. And I don't go there. And who ever wants their daughter to be a relationship you can't go to? Right. And so it's learning how to how to first deal with all of the the tears and I still get tears but I can go there and be happy too right right well for those of you that are just tuning in you're listening to our inspired story our uh, journey with Troy Jones um, as he lost his daughter she was 21 years old and he lost her about 10 years ago and we're kind of talking about the process that he went through and is still going through with grieving her loss so at the very beginning you um, had this traumatic loss where did you go how did you know what you should be doing well i was very fortunate in with regards to my pastor his uh sister lost both of her children and so he really understood what a parent goes through and he and he very quickly told me he says i will take care of you spiritually but you need to go to a professional. So I went to Marcy Moran at Catholic Family Services. I participated, me and my wife participated, and my children participated in the various grief programs they have. I obviously was in the grief program for, six-week program for uh, grieving the loss of a child. And then counseling with Marcy, whereby um, I learn um, how to, what what are good, healthy ways to go forward, and what are, are in unhealthy ways and so if you can self i self-diagnose yourself a little bit day to day say this is marcy says i shouldn't be thinking this or i shouldn't be going here and and this is good mm-hmm. and there and so then you can go down a good path um and then going and talking to her periodically with to get a good checkup just to tune up <laughs> um is also a good healthy thing too and, and well i would think there would be a lot of things that hearing from a <coughs> professional it's okay to feel this way don't be afraid to go there you know because that's fear is what i think of people holding people back from feeling things absolutely plus our society says sometimes if you're really sad and you're really down in the dumps that's bad no sad you know in the in the uh one of the themes that they speak about with regards to children's uh grief is sad is not bad and so it's okay for us to be sad. There are times in which that we are very sad that she's not here. And, and it's kind of like the big, if I don't have any of my kids around me, I don't miss Sydney as much because I'm doing things like a dad does without a child. But as more and more of my kids and my grandkids come together, 
the person who's absent yeah. It gets really, really it's big. So and so it's every family gathering becomes a little bit bittersweet, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think, well, geez, you know, I was talking to a good friend of mine this just this past weekend at a class reunion who um, was sad about the way her dad looks when they all get together. And I says, you realize what he's doing is he's missing your brother. He's bringing him back. He's bringing him into the place. Now, yes, he has that look. My grandkids always, at one time I overheard my grandkids said, hey, grandpa's got that look on his face, mm-hmm. which is the, my sad face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, that's part of the process is how you bring your family together, how you deal with it. We always have a candle for Sydney. I know I'm rambling. Uh, that brings her physically into the place or visually as in her picture. And... Uh, well, we're unfortunately going to have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to have more with you, Troy. And I'd like to hear a little bit more about who Sydney was okay. and then hear a little bit about um, what her legacy has left behind sure. um, and s- ways that other families can possibly gain some of the healing that they may need. Um, so we're going to be right back. We're going to uh, take a quick break. We're coming to you live from the Mustard Seed Store in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Built Upon a Rockfest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. Nine rosaries will be given away, one each week, leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rockfest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rockfest on September 14th. Coming your way September 18th, 19th, and 20th, the Real Presence Radio Fall Live Drive. It's one of our major fundraising events of the year and our largest goal ever of $600,000. We'll need your help to get there. We have a huge lineup of inspiring hosts and guests sharing stories of how they found their way to the Catholic faith or strengthened their love for Jesus. Tune in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time and call in to 877-795-0122 to support Real Presence Radio. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Good morning. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're broadcasting this morning live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We are speaking with Troy Jones this morning. It's our inspired segment where we get to spend a little bit more time hearing about one of our listeners' stories. And we've been talking about his daughter who died at the age of 21, and she died about 10 years ago, and just talking about the uh, process of grief and how he and his family have kind of walked through that grief. 
uh, try to know before the break how they should talk about more about who Sydney was and is, yeah. uh, and then about her legacy. But the question I wanted to ask, especially for our listeners, um, most people when they lose somebody, but especially in a circumstance like this, losing a child in the prime of life, uh, most people, not everybody, but they experience anger, especially at God at some point. I'm wondering if you could speak, was that your experience and how you handled it? Oh, yeah. I, the thing is, it, uh, yes, I was angry. I was very angry because it's unfathomable to me that God would take away somebody with so much promise, such a good-hearted person, was going to do good in this world and inflict so much pain on my family. Mm-hmm. You know, as father, how could I not be angry at the person who allowed, mm-hmm. at, at least allowed this to happen? And uh, so, yes, I had anger, and I was very blessed because my pastor allowed me to wallow in that anger for a period of time. And there was a particular time, and we don't have time for me to tell the whole story, but at, then there was a moment where I snapped, and he said, get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, it, it and and well, I couldn't get over it, but then he gave me a process in which to go, which to get over it, and that was um, basically he and I read the Book of Job together and talked about it, and uh, that allowed me to get to a different to work through the anger, and w- what he later said was the blessing of that was never did I deny God, right, mm-hmm. and never did I hate him, right. I was angry at him, and he can handle hate or yep. my anger. anger. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't like we hate him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think it's important to, to note because I think sometimes Troy, my experience, some people try to repress or hide their anger because they feel like it's inappropriate somehow. Mm-hmm. But what I, I always say is, okay, first of all, God desires a real relationship with us. He's our Father. Um, that means we have to be honest with him. Secondly. He, there's this thing called omnipotence where he knows you're angry anyway, so you can't really hide it from him. Yeah. So, no, I, I think that that's true. And, you, and again, if anything you push, you know, your counselor will tell you anything you push into the bottom and don't deal with will create a pus and make you sick. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the thing is that you can't. So that, I think that's why Father allowed me to express my anger, but he couldn't allow you to stay forever in in that position forever. Yeah, so finally, he had to say, "Let's yep. we're gonna." Yep. Deal with well, and yep. I think one of the most important things that I'm hearing from you is all the help that you sought, all the help that you went out and got instead of trying to figure it out on your own. I think the thing is, and that's part, we'll get to Camp Sydney, but I think that's one of the things that Camp Sydney serves and everything else is these are things that we experience that you only get to do once or have to do once or very seldom you have to do it. And it's really, really personal. Everybody's grief and ex- and reaction to the loss of a loved one is different because it's tied to their relationship. And so if you try to do this on your own, you're going to make way too many mistakes. Mm-hmm. And the consequences of making doing bad grief is bad future mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you become sick. You think you did the healthy things, you did unhealthy things. You failed to do healthy things. You'd never get out of this deal. And, it, and me as father, I can't afford to be sick for my family. Mm-hmm. I can't, mm-hmm. so I have to get well. Yeah. So <clears throat> sit with your pastor, help him work through the spiritual things, get a counselor, work through the other things, and then ask your friends to be friends. Hmm. Say to them, this is what friends have to be. That's why I said, yep. thank you for not doing this. Yep. I say to friends, thank you for saying Sydney. I give <clears throat> lessons to my friends so they can be friends in this process. I love that. So love tell that. us a little bit about Sydney. 
Well, I'm a biased father. Um, <laughs> but from the day she was could talk, she was a very inquisitive uh, person, very curious. So she was always curious about what's going on. So she didn't tell you a lot of things what she was thinking, except for when there's then she could be very forceful. But uh, and then the other thing is she always found the mutt. You know, the person in the room who nobody was paying attention to. And those were the people she spent uh, time with. And uh, that's why, you know... You know whether it be Christian service things she did at St. Lam- the activities she did at St. Lambert she got involved in uh, had to do with somebody younger or some uh, providing some type of care. Her Christian service hours were at Children's Care Hospital, and after she had her hours done, she kept going back. She was a big she goes down to Creighton, and I didn't find out um, uh, uh, that she was a big sister uh, formally for three years to a girl until her funeral her friends told me that she did that for three years so she didn't tell anybody Mm -hmm. that she you know went and read and then helped this girl for three years and the only reason she didn't do it her senior years because she's a little bit behind on her hours so she could graduate in four out four years she had to take extra classes (laughs) 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 and something had to give and that gave um so uh sydney's activities were always to to she did an awful lot of that and uh, so i think that's why you know are we jumping to Camp Sydney? I, yes. Yeah. I yeah. think that's why when Marcy and Mary Weber, mostly Marcy because of being the clinical director of Catholic Family Services, kept hearing of as I talked about Sydney, she had a sense of what she was in life, and so thus she would be very interested in the ministry of Camp, what's now Camp Sydney. So I think that that's how it, it got chosen. It's kind of like, you know, St. Francis isn't the patron saint of soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you, know you, you connect... Yep. people um, and names to what they did in life yep. in in memory and so I think that that's you know how this all came about so so in case somebody hasn't heard because this is broadcasting beyond our diocese yes. around the region what is Camp Sydney uh, Camp Sydney is a two plus day camp uh, for children who've lost a loved one they've lost a parent they've lost a sibling they've lost a friend they've lost a grandparent they, they they've lost somebody dear to them they come in for two days and it, you don't have to be part of this diocese you just it's free and uh sign up and when it's filled it's filled and and when it gets filled hopefully then we'll do two camps um and you come in and the children are spend two days with children who have the same experience you know whether it be me as a dad, when I was grieving, I, th- I could have thought that what I experienced was I'm the only one that is experiencing this craziness because it's crazy. It feels crazy. It feels off the charts. And dads came to me and became my friends. Well, this gives the opportunity for those children for two days to only be with people mm. like themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they learn all, they see all the things that they feel is normal. Plus, they get at the levels that they can some uh, things to deal with things correctly so that mm-hmm. they don't do things. They, they know that they can come to mom, and they know they could come to mom and make her cry. Mm-hmm. They learn that it's okay that, that they're missing dad, that they, that they can cry together as opposed to avoiding this because they don't like seeing mom dot cry. Mm-hmm. And so they can learn that. The parents can also then, the parents are there, and so they can learn what the children need. Again, it goes back to what I said about how I needed to learn how to do mm-hmm. it myself, but what the parent needs is different than the, what the kid needs. And this really gives the, the, the parent, whether they've lost a friend or a uh, 
uh, uh, the fellow parent, the co-parent, or whoever they've lost, the parent can learn mm-hmm. what's there. And then they can go back and they can be really a healthy, good household. It can be a household going forward healthily, properly. We're, we're running out of time, but I want to make sure that people have the opportunity. You mentioned it's open to anybody. Um, this is a Broom Tree Retreat Center, which is about an hour southwest of Sioux Falls. If people are curious, do you have any, like, how would you, what would you encourage them, encourage them to do if they're interested? The thing is, I would go to the Catholic, uh, South, Sioux, Sioux Falls Catholic Family Services website. I don't know, I should have written SF down. SFCatholic.org. SFCatholic.org. Go to Catholic Family Services. They have a page on Camp Sydney. It tells you all the details of it. it. Tells you the dates. I think it's in June. It is June of next year. I should have wrote that down too. Uh, the dates have been set. There's a process in which you can um, uh, sign up, and they stay down at the camp. <laughs> we got the campground, and they take over the whole Broom Tree campground. And 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 the last thing that I that I that I uh, it's um, I forgot what I was. Uh, and parents are invited also parents are really needed need need to be there because i mean if they can't be there we've had grandparents bring their children what i want to say is the the other thing to think about is that this the staff at catholic family services this was something that they initiated on their own as a ministry and so the thing is that that mary weber and the team and the people she brings are very dedicated to this process to help the children leave their care for the two days. They come in for two days and they leave to go forward and, and prosper and fly and do what kids should do. Great. Troy Jones, thank you. You're Thanks, welcome. Troy. Thank you. All right, folks, coming up next, we have Father Tim Cohn, he, who's uh, going to be question, answering your questions <laughs> or taking your comments on Straight Talk and later hear who was nominated as a great spiritual father during our Honor Our Fathers. We're broadcasting live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And all this and more right here on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Coming your way September 18th, 19th, and 20th, the Real Presence Radio Fall Live Drive. It's one of our major fundraising events of the year and our largest goal ever of $600,000. We'll need your help to get there. We have a huge lineup of inspiring hosts and guests sharing stories of how they found their way to the Catholic faith or strengthened their love for Jesus. Tune in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time and call in to 877-795-0122 to support Real Presence Radio. Host Father Ryan Moravitz and Kevin Pilon are excited to bring you the Built Upon a Rock Fest preview show this Saturday, September 14th, featuring exclusive interviews with the artists, event organizers, and concert goers. It all begins at 3 p.m. as our hosts bring you live stage side coverage. Listen on the radio at FM 88.1, FM 106.7, and AM 820. Plus online at yourcatholicradiostation.com and on the RPR app. The Built Upon a Rock Fest preview show Saturday afternoon beginning at 3 This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And 
Good morning. Welcome back, folks. That sound means it is straight talk time. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And thank you for joining us. We have Father Tim Cohn in the seat. Good morning, Father. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. So, folks, this is your chance to call in and ask any questions that you might have for Dr. Bergwald or Father Tim Cohn. The phone number that you can call is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So I also told the ladies, because we're at the Mustard Seed Catholic store, that if there's any questions out there, they can walk in and any of our... Shoppers. Oh, can customers. Ask, customers can ask questions. There we go. Well, yeah, because Heather was Heather was connecting. Um, it looks like a clown microphone, to be honest, because it's got a big, big red um, whatever. It is uh, something, isn't it? Um, on it, but that, that's for our um, our walk-in customer questions. If you should have any, if they don't feel foolish enough already, this will take that, care of that'll it. That'll help really quickly. This will take care of it. So again, let me give out the phone number so that if you want to to call in no question is too simple or too hard <laughs> wow for that's a lot of pressure two. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. again eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. or you can submit any questions on facebook so, father have you been on um, straight talk before i have one other time yes. right I, yes. yeah yeah yeah, it was a good time. What's funny is I always get nervous because you never know what's going to come know what's, Well, here we have somebody walking up. We have we have a live in-studio question. In-studio question. <laughs> okay, with the Padre Pio relics coming to oh. town, um, what are the differences between the first, second, and third class relics? Great oh, question. That is a fantastic Great question. question. Yeah. So uh, we, let's explain relics first, Father. Just to be for, we, the different classes of relics, which is a great question. Yeah. What's yeah. just a relic to begin with? Some people have probably heard about it, but like, what exactly yeah. is a relic? So a relic is uh, it can be. Uh, so, yeah. How, how do you describe this? Uh, they. Are, uh, it's a. It's a. Uh, I mean, it's it's a thing from the saint uh, that's meant to foster devotion. I mean to. Uh, in a certain respect, the whole reason we have them is to remind us that living this life, living a saintly life, is in fact possible. Uh, and so there's uh, different classes of relics. So first class relic would be uh, sort of a piece of the bone or a piece of hair or uh, sort of a, a part of the part body. of the body tissue. Yeah, yep. yeah. A second class relic would be something that they used. I mean, what uh, their habit. Uh, so clothing, often. Yeah, clothing. Yeah, yeah. Typically, and then a third class relic would be something touched to uh, a first-class relic with the intention of making this uh, right. a, a relic. And, you know, it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not magic. You know, it's not like superstition. Uh, the whole thing is, is meant to foster our, our faith uh, and to enliven hope that this is possible. I mean, these saints that went before us lived, uh, lived heroically virtuous lives, uh, and it's possible for us, by God's grace, to do the same. Amen. And, and I'm, Father, I'm reminded just of, actually of today's gospel, the last line of today. You know what I'm saying, right? Yep. Um, this is from Luke chapter 6. Um, Jesus calls the 12 apostles, and then he's going to preach the Sermon on the Plain, which is Luke, Luke's account of the Sermon on the Mount. Um, 
And the last line of the gospel read at Mass today is, Everyone in the crowd sought to touch him because power came forth from him and healed them all. And that's true, of course, with Jesus while he was alive during his public ministry. But it was also true of the apostles where people would seek to touch their garments or to be in Peter's shadow. <laughs> that they were healed. And and so just, just being with faith in proximity of holy people, the Son of God himself, <clears throat> excuse me, or uh, of, of those who follow him as his devoted uh, disciples, like the apostles, there's uh, always been healing that's been associated with it and devotion, as you said, to these men and women who follow Jesus Christ as, as his saintly, holy disciples. Uh, and, and so we have these relics now, which is a way of us fostering that devotion to these saints, which is ultimately all, leaded, all uh, meant to lead us closer to Christ ourselves. Well, and I think if I'll be the layperson on the panel. I'm a layperson. <laughs> You're a doctor layperson. You're a doctor layperson. But my question is, I've always felt like relics do have power and have the ability maybe to heal. Is that a correct way of thinking? Insofar as God wills it, right? I mean, if God right. wants it to happen, it's going to happen. But did, but did that, I want to go back to our, to our questioner. Did they answer your question about the different classes of relics? Yeah, I appreciate okay. Okay. the answer. Thank okay. you. Good. Thank you. So, yeah, I, I think it's important to keep that in mind that, that miracles can happen through relics, but that's like every miracle. Um, it's not magic. Not you don't magic. just no. insert insert the prayer and get out the results. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. Like the divine Coke machine. Exactly. Lord, I put in my dollar. Amen. I Amen. hit the button. Where's my Diet Coke? Amen. Amen. Well, folks, if you have a question that you want to ask, call the number 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Okay, we're going to head on over to the phone lines. We have Bill from Moorhead on the line. Bill, are you with us? Yes, I am. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. Uh, I, I forgot who I'm speaking with. Uh, Dr. Chris Bergwald and Father Tim Cohn, and I'm Heather Caro. And I, so okay, I'm Chris. I, I'm Chris. Well, I just, I'm Father Tim. I, thank you. I, yesterday I tried to, to call in on this subject, and People seem to be interested enough. They even called me back here to get me back on oh, the phone. Great. And, oh, great. So here's, here's the observation that I've been making is uh, the way we seem to be going in our society is uh, we have a debt that is spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. It's just increasing and increasing and increasing. And we have a large number of elderly people like myself who are creating an enormous drain on the the payments that I receive for Social Security and so forth, that kind of thing. And so we're kind of like we're not really paying money into the system. And I have this fear that what's going to happen with the, the secularization that's going in our society now is that somebody's going to come up with a great idea like, you know what, if you're willing to just end your life, then we'll we'll give a benefit to your family members remaining. And you would be a hero because you would be contributing to this problem we have with uh, too many old people that are not working and they're not really supposedly contributing to society anymore. It's just a drain on our economic system. And so if you would be willing to do that, then we'll call you kind of like a national hero and we could start this whole program of encouraging people to end their lives and save money for their for their ancestors or for their nation, you know, wow. and I, I just have a fear about that, that something like that is, 
is going to be afoot. And I, I wanted to bring that to people's attention because it's, it's just a, it's a deadly thing. And I, I have a feeling this is going to happen. So that's what I wanted to share with you. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, I, I definitely think that, um, to me, that's a real possibility, Father, the way that our society is going. Of course, yeah. abortion's been legal for over 40 years, well over 40 years now. Um, and and uh, physician-assisted suicide mm-hmm. yeah. is legal yeah. in some of our states. Uh, across the pond in Europe, we've seen where that physician-assisted suicide has become euthanasia, um, uh, where it's maybe against the will because who, the, the people who are... As, Bill, as you said, um, people who aren't contributing to society, well, they can't make the right decision, so we're going to make this decision for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and this this is just carrying it out to its logical end, I mm-hmm. mean, or a logical extreme that, I mean, you, mm-hmm. if we uh, as a society, even as a country, <laughs> neglect to see the dignity of every human person, mm-hmm. well, then all, bet, all bets are off. You know, then, uh, yeah, yeah th- this, this absolutely, uh, I could see as uh, a real life scenario, God forbid, that we should get to that point, mm-hmm. uh, but but you know our caller's not wrong, uh, Bill. You're you're that that sounds pretty close. And this, uh, but the beautiful part is, uh, and and I heard you mention the the fear of it. Uh, no matter how dark circumstances get, Jesus Christ is still on the throne. Amen. And there is always hope. There's no pit of sin so deep that the infinite mercy and goodness of God is not deeper still. Uh, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Uh, but, but this this is a real. I mean, I don't want to downplay the, the fear because that's that's a real. There's a lot of people struggling with this, uh, and and this is you know. I, hey, there's times I've struggled with it too, uh, but you know, we we're people of faith. We're people uh, of hope. Uh, that no matter my, my my faith is not in the perfect political system, having the perfect person in charge. My faith is in Jesus Christ, uh, and the the the. Uh, uh, so we got to hold these things in a balance that we ultimately are not created for here. We're pilgrims on a journey passing through here, and everything that has been given to us is a gift to us. Uh, insofar as it helps us to get to our final end, which is uh, please God, union with Him forever in heaven. The beauty of our Catholic faith is the, faith is the both and. Yeah. You know, it's not one thing yeah. or the other. So having said that, <laughs> we're called to read the signs of the times. Mm-hmm. So this is, I think, where, I, Bill, you're, you're completely right. We have to be attentive to trends, um, the way things are moving in our society, so that we can play our part, especially um, Heather, Bill, and I are lay people, and our role is to be on the front lines of the church's life and mission to evangelize the world, to sanctify the world from within so we need to be attentive to the the ground that we're on the sort yeah. of terrain we're traveling on so that we can walk with who's, those who we encounter as best as we can which to me in this case means being attentive to the reality of this loss of dignity and where that could be headed so we can do our part not to just to 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 wring our hands yeah. over it but mm-hmm. to do something about it mm-hmm. so absolutely Bill. good question Bill. thanks bill well thank you very much god bless you God bless you all. All right, folks, this is Straight Talk. This is your opportunity as listeners to call in and ask questions. We have Dr. Chris Bergwald and Father Tim Cohn with us this morning answering your questions. No question is too simple. 
some may be too difficult. I think that's what Chris was saying. <laughs> that was a great. I, I lo- that was, that's yeah. a great. No question. That's a great. You know, little like tagline for this segment. Well, I do like it because yeah. truthfully, I don't want people to feel like they have to come in with these big heady questions. Yep. You know. Yeah. It, but if you've got one, Father Tim can answer. It. He totally can. Fresh out of school, he can do it. The number to call is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Again, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. So to be clear here, so you, the title, Dr. Chris Bergwald, I've got a doctor, I'm not a medical doctor, don't call in with, you know, Chris, Chris, I've, I've been coughing a lot lately. I, I think my blood pressure is too high. Can you do something about that? Um, I, uh, I, I've got my in sacred theology, the theology. so um, that's why I'm part of the straight talk segment, just to be clear about that. <laughs> Had this weird toenail. No, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is the number you can call. Okay, so we had a really uh, difficult but wonderful first mm-hmm. guest talking about grief. How hard is that for you as a priest, Father? You're newly ordained um, and starting to dive into some of that. How is that for you? How do they? How do they train you on how to deal with that? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Well, uh, a part of it uh, is, uh, I, yeah, how do you, how do you teach people teach people to do this? Uh, well, well, part of it too is there's no substitute for real experience. I mean, I, I've experienced tragedy in my own life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, there was a span of uh, uh, about three months back when I was a junior in college where I had three deaths in my family mm. all out of the blue. Uh, my uncle had committed suicide. My grandmother uh, died of uh, a heart attack and, uh, and my little sister's father died unexpectedly. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, and I never really encountered death in that way before. And so, uh, uh, kind of the process. So, all that being said is you, you, you've kind of, you live through it uh, and part of it is just being present with, with the people. I mean, it's such a, a beautiful and a privileged uh, place to, to be able to enter into someone else's grieving, someone else's circumstance. Um, it, it's one of the. It, it's such a holy place mm-hmm. uh, to step right in and to bring the love of Christ right into it. Uh, and it's definitely it's not the easiest thing in the world. But realizing that it's not about me, Father Tim, mm-hmm. but this is this is Jesus Christ who desires to love His people. Uh, this is God the Father who desires to care for and to bring His healing love into any circumstance. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, and so you're able to walk into whatever the circumstances are uh, to bring light, to bring hope, and just just to be with them and yeah. walk with them through it. Well, and I just am amazed because you you seem like a priest who's been a priest for 20, 30 years. You don't <laughs> seem, doesn't he? He's just so wise. That's the Holy Spirit. I'm not no commenting credit. at all. You know him too well. <laughs> well. Folks, if you have a question, please give us a call. The number is 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. And if you want to remain anonymous, we can do that. I guess so. 
Wait, I mean, we're not going to know everyone. <laughs> I thought hey. we, I, th- I thought we tapped the phone. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is the number to call, or you can submit any questions that you might. Actually, have truth and Facebook. truthfully to your point, Heather, I think sometimes people have a question, but it might be delicate in nature, or maybe a particular situation where they'd rather not people know who they are. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. are free to either online um, submit a question through Facebook or give us a call. And, and we're happy to, to let you remain anonymous. Yeah. If that'd be well, because people, you know, my mom gets on the phone. Everybody knows who that is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> They're like, oh, that Linda. <laughs> that Linda. We yep. know Linda. So just wanted to encourage people to uh, call in with any questions. 877-795-0122. Father, um, I had alluded to the uh, the gospel reading. One other thing that I just I, I wanted to to hear what you th- think about or something that struck me when I was reading the, the reading this um, this morning the reading starts Jesus departed to the mountain to pray and he spent the night in prayer to God when day came he called his disciples to himself and from them he chose 12 whom he also named apostles and then we get listed the apostles I think it's so um, instructive and illuminating for us to recognize the fact that let's get Jesus is God and yet, before he before he chooses the twelve apostles, he spends the night in prayer. That is conversation with his father. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- and now it could be fun. Like, well, Dad, what do you think? You know, Pete, Simon. You know, ah, he just seems a little. What do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what that conversation was like. But but how instructive that like this is the Son of God Himself, and yet he yeah. spends the night in prayer before this significant decision. Yeah. By the way, that's what I think that's instructive, is it? It's important yeah. for us to recognize that this was an important decision. Who? Because these men would become the men on whom Jesus would build the church. Simon yeah. Peter, in a particular way. Yeah. Yeah. What strikes me about this is uh, in, in how Jesus lives his life, even without him saying anything, he is teaching us mm-hmm. what to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that, I mean, I, when I first prayed with the gospel this morning, I couldn't get past that first line. Yep. Jesus departed to the mountain to pray. And he spent the night in prayer to God. Mm-hmm. The fact that Jesus himself knew, uh, and he tells us uh, he tells us this later on, that everything that I've given to you, I don't give on my own account, but it's what the Father uh, has given to me. Uh, uh, but the importance of going away with God to pray, yep. the importance of prayer, and, and especially in, in making decisions. I mean, Jesus wants us, God himself wants us to be totally and completely reliant on him for everything. Yeah. Pr- but that means that we got to do something about it. Go to him and mm-hmm. receive from the source what it is that we need. Amen. Well, and Father Samson, and we have a we have a caller on the line, but I just have to give this one part because I loved Father Samson's homily a couple weeks ago. And one of the things that he said was, "What would God know about you mm-hmm. if you had only if he only knew things that you had told him in prayer?" Right. 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 <laughs> no, that's pretty no. good. Yeah. You're going to use that again, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, probably. During, during our segment with Troy, we talked about that, how God does know everything. He knows it. Yeah. But he desires a relationship with us. So even though he knows it, he wants us to tell him. Yes. Yeah. So don't fall back at, well, he knows it. So I don't need to tell him because he, no, he wants a relationship yeah. with you. Yeah. So tell him. All right. If you're just tuning in, this is the Straight Talk segment and Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Heather Carroll. And we're here with Father Tim Cohen answering your questions. Uh, big, small, hard, or easy. We'll, we'll give it a go. The number is 877-795-0122. And I think, Heather, we have a caller. We do. We have Mickey from the Black Hills. Mickey, are you on the line with us? 
Um, I am on the line, and the question that I have is, my parents were divorced and uh, ultimately got an annulment. Uh, they were Catholic, and um, I went through First Communion, First Confession. And I've always been curious about um, the process in annulment and have always felt like that made me perhaps illegitimate. And the other thing is, um, I've always had a bit of a pull to go back to the Catholic Church, even though we became a Protestant family, Lutheran. And uh, I was just curious about the process of returning to Catholic Church and the issue of annulment and then the children. And I'm actually uh, pulled over on the side of the road, and I'm driving, and so I, if it's okay, I'm going to hang up and let you answer Absolutely. Right. Thank you, Mickey, for that, that, that um, beautiful, heartfelt question. Hopefully, Father and I can, uh, can help you out a little bit. What, the, the first thing I want to say immediately with the illegitimacy question, Mickey, um, that do not worry about that at all. There, there was for a long time um, this idea that children of parents who were divorced and then received an annulment, that they were somehow Ill- illegitimate. But that's never um, meant anything within the Catholic Church. That's more of us civil society, civil law sort of, 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 of thing, um, but it has nothing to do with uh, the Catholic Church and its teachings on annulment. So um, you're, you're not in any way illegitimate. Uh, you are a beloved daughter of our Heavenly Father um, who received the beginnings of the faith from your parents um, and and you can rejoice in that and live from that. Um, and then I'm, I'm just going to briefly speak to uh, your question about what you need to come back, and then I'm going to let Father... See, what I'm doing here is letting Father think. I, I just <laughs> yeah. get to sort of, sort of give the uh, initial... <laughs> That's so nice uh, of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, All you have to do, Mickey, is go to, conf- go, to, go to confession. If you were baptized in the faith and you received those couple of first sacraments, it would be ideal at some point to be confirmed uh, and so on. But all you have to do if you wanted to uh, enter fully into the Catholic Church, return to the Catholic Church, if you will, all you would have to do is go to confession. And it doesn't matter how long it's been since you went to confession last. That's all it takes. Father can will maybe tell you. That's all it takes. I love that. all it takes. Father probably could tell you that priests love that experience. Uh, that's not an uncommon one, Mickey, where somebody has been away from the church for maybe, maybe decades and decades. Uh, and they come back and all they have to do is go to confession. Right, father. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mickey, first and foremost, I, I'm proud one of you. Thing, I don't remember. Of course I don't remember the prayers and I can remember oh. the wonderful <laughs> nun who was practicing confession with me said, Oh, if you don't remember those prayers, father's going to be so angry. No, 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 no. no. God bless those nuns, but that's not true. Mickey, I will tell you a little secret. I bring the prayer in with me every single time I and, go to confession. And most of the time, Mickey, it's there in the confessional. The prayer is oftentimes there in the confessional. But even yeah. if it's not and you don't remember, just tell the priest and yeah, he's going to... We can walk you through it. I mean, so. that's... Yeah, yeah. And first and foremost, <laughs> Mickey, I'm proud of you. I'm really proud of you for asking the question. I, I too, come from similar similar circumstances. Uh, you know, uh, my folks split when I, when I was a kid. They went through the divorce and annulment. Uh, and you know, for the 
there were for uh, for years I was wrestling myself with so what does that say about me you know mm-hmm. what what does that mean mm-hmm. uh, about me so I recognize the sensitivity uh, of it but what's beautiful uh, what I'm really just struck by it I mean so I'm getting ready for homilies for this next weekend and and the readings are just what you said that we have we hear the story of the prodigal son uh, that is uh, there's more rejoicing in, in heaven for one person that comes mm-hmm. back. Uh, that the thing is, uh, uh, I- I- as far as the process goes, even even that, uh, the thing is, God loves you. No matter what the circumstances are, at, at your baptism, you belong to him. Not only do you belong to him, but he has made a promise to you to provide for you, to provide for your every need. Uh, so the thing is, you're welcome back anytime. And you can gladly, I, I, I'm at St. Michael Parish. Come in. I'm usually there Monday through Friday, except for Tuesdays. But uh, yeah, come on in and talk to me. I'd love to. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of you. Keep, keep asking the questions, and, and uh, you're, you're welcome back anytime. And you don't. Uh, hey, and, thanks a lot. And Mickey, you don't need to go to St. Michael's Parish in Sioux Falls oh, because, depending where you're at, that might be a bit of a drive. So any any priest would work. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just to be clear. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mickey. Thank you, Mark. God bless you. Bye bye. Wow, I love it. I yeah. love I love questions like that, and that's why we have straight talk. And especially, you know, with the illegitimate. Uh, Mickey's question about you know the illegitimacy and so on. Mm-hmm. I think to me that's one of the gifts of this segment is people have ideas. You know, mm-hmm. there, it's one thing about what the church actually teaches, what you'll find in scripture, and yeah. the catechism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then at the retail level, if you will, mm-hmm. the ground level, the parish level, sometimes that doesn't always get communicated or conveyed clearly yeah. or with the accuracy that sometimes it requires. And so people have what in fact are misconceptions about what they think the church actually teaches. Well, and I think it it also keeps people from going for their annulments because they think their children are going to become illegitimate yeah. and they don't want to do that to right. their children. Yeah. Yeah. And so fully understanding that that's not true. Yep. You know, and, and another big thing that I've, that, that I've come across or people have, have asked me about is the whole idea about receiving communion. Mm-hmm. I think one of, the, one of the biggest misconceptions is the idea that just because I had a divorce, immediately that cuts me off yep. from our Lord. Yep. And, no. and that is not the case. Where, where we're concerned with is when there's a divorce and when there has not been an annulment and then there's a remarriage. Right. Yeah, it's a that's, relationship that's the, part. Right. So yeah. that first one, so I mean, I've had countless people ask me about this. Yeah. Just because you're divorced does not mean that you cannot go to communion. Yep. Uh, so that's that's a really, really big misunderstanding that's been floating around for quite a while. Absolutely. The other thing, too, I think a, a, a friend of mine back in high school, uh, his, that was his mom's situation. She'd been divorced and got remarried without an annulment, and he said she was excommunicated. No, she's not. No. I mean, I mean, there, there is a reality in which that, that remarriage needs to be dealt with and mm-hmm. uh, before she can refer, return to full practice participation in all the sacraments, but that's not excommunication. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah. too, um, once people get into the process that the church has set up for different things like annulments, as you're going through that process, you realize that the Mother Church is extremely smart. Mm. And the amount of healing and mm-hmm. growth that you have by experiencing going through the process of an annulment is priceless. And so she's not doing it just to make up rules and regulations Amen. for fun. Yeah, Amen. this is meant for your healing. It is. It's and, good for you. you. Know, and that's part of the thing where, uh, where it boils down to, I mean, so the church, in a sense, is Jesus Christ asking each individual, do you trust me? 
Do you trust yep. that I'm here for your good? Yep. Yeah. She's been around for 2,000 years, folks. She, uh, <laughs> she has a little bit of idea on how to handle this human condition thing. <laughs> We've thrown a lot at her these last 2,000 years. Amen. <laughs> well, Father Tim Cohn, it's always a pleasure to have you on with us. I wish yeah, you would likewise. come on more often. <laughs> But you've got a parish, I understand. <laughs> it's a little bit busy. St. Michael's is the largest parish in our diocese, mm-hmm. maybe even in the entire state of South Dakota. I, I would think, think yeah. so. Yeah. So it's a little bit busy. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, though. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're just thrilled to have you. and and mm-hmm. It's been a gift, that, that's for sure. God is good. Good. Every day, and he shows us his goodness all day. Amen. All right. Do you want to pray us with a quick blessing? Absolutely. The Lord be with you. And And with with your your spirit. spirit. May Almighty God bless you and keep you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Go in peace. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Thank you, Father. Thanks, Father. Yep. Okay. Thank you to all those who called in and wrote in with your questions. Reminder, this segment is on at 930 Central every Monday through Friday. Up next, we will hear who you nominated during Honor Our Fathers. And later in the show, we'll take a tour of fun events for the whole family on our 10-minute tour. We're coming to you live from the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. We'll be right back as Real Presence Live continues. Stay with us. Stay with us.